Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Welcome to the show. Whether you're catching the show uh, live or uh, an archive, uh, we're happy to have you join me. Uh, if it's the first time tuning into the show, a little bit about me and our show. Uh, my name is, again, Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, I work with astrology, uh, numerology, tarot, rune stones, quite a few different types of oracles that I have expertise in. Um, so I talk a lot about that in my columns and books, as well as uh, and work with people on one-on-one sessions here in my home office in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as by phone. Uh, if you want any information on the uh, personal sessions, uh, go to my website, jimventura.com, and you can get info there. I am also a blog columnist. I write a monthly column called Snake Oil as well uh, each month, and uh, that's uh, emailed out once a month to everyone on my mailing list. Uh, if you're not already on my mailing list, email me at venturasag at yahoo.com, and you can get the free monthly newsletter, uh, read the columns, and technically my books before they go into print. So I've got a couple of books printed. Uh, again, all that information is available on my website, so uh, I want to keep the sales stuff to a minimum for today's show. Uh, I usually do uh, three, two, three, four shows each month, generally on Thursdays at around 3.30. Uh, I try to maintain a certain consistency that way. Um, the first show each month is always a live column read, and then I will go into more detail about the column and discuss that. Um, I have got a couple other different types of shows that I do. Uh, I'm doing an interview show next Thursday with Alara Hutchinson, who is a author and a, uh, a metaphysician and reader as well. In fact, after our half-hour interview, he's going to be doing live mini-readings for Collins. If you catch the show live next week, you'll be able to call in and uh, get a mini-reading with Alara Hutchinson. And then week after that, I'll be doing my, uh, my astrology update show, and I will be doing live mini-readings um, halfway through my uh, astrology show. Uh, today is a live column read. I will not be taking phone calls today, so uh, you'll have to call back either next week's show or the show to follow. I uh, definitely will not have time to take live calls. As a general rule of thumb, don't take live calls for the um, live column read. You know, and you know, this is what I tell people, because you know, I see this happen all the time. I'll have two or three people waiting in the docket, then they hear that I'm not taking live calls and they're gone. Uh, listen, guys, you're often going to get a lot of good insight listening to the column and what I talk about there as well, too. Uh, I think um, it's great to do live mini-reads, and I enjoy doing them a lot, but uh, I think sometimes some people are a little bit junkies with that type of thing, um, going from show to show to get the mini-reads. And uh, it's cool. Do whatever makes you happy. But uh, you can often get a lot of insight in other ways, too. So anyway, but I, I do enjoy actually giving a lot of mini-reads. It's just that it's usually not necessarily enough time uh, in each show to, to do that in a very real sense. Because uh, typically I just do 45-minute shows. Although um, when it comes to the interview shows, I generally go to an hour. So uh, next week's show will actually be an hour show. Anyway, so this was a brand new column. When we read the column, I want to talk a bit about this in a little bit more detail once I'm finished with the live read. And again, if you're not already getting my uh, column, uh, definitely email me at venturasage at yahoo.com. Uh, it's kind of good to get the columns each month 
and your email address is blind copied when I send out, meaning it's never shared. Although I've had to tell a lot of people that um, some people have their um, email set on, on spam blockers. And I, I, because of so many people getting a column, I send them out at like uh, you know, 80, 100 blocks of people at a time. So sometimes it bounces back to me, and then I have to eventually take you off my email list. You've got to kind of check that. Um, and also check spam folders. Uh, I tell people this all the time. There's times when clients have contacted me, and it just happens to go into a spam folder. Uh, but I do check those on a daily basis too. So um, I do recommend if you're getting emails, uh, don't uh, always disregard your spam folder, even though, believe me, there's always a ton of crap in there as well <laughs> too. Anyway, all right, so let's get to the column. This month's uh, snake oil is called Seeing Owls. Uh, this summer I've happily taken advantage of a weekly offer I get for a free hotel room stay at my local Harris Casino Resort. Three or four times each month I stay for a day and a night and enjoy all the benefits that come from staying at a high-end resort. Uh, at around 7 p.m. on my last trip, I left the fun and noise of the casino for a bit to go relax in my room. I decided to sit on the back patio of my room and enjoy a calming look at the undeveloped land behind the casino. Immediately noticed there was a baby owl about 15 feet away from me. He seemed to be watching me with equal fascination. I felt blessed to see something that was so unusual. A few minutes later, Two more owls landed about eight feet from that owl. I lit up a cigar and I enjoyed hanging out with the owls for a bit. This experience was a great reminder that sometimes life can be magical if we simply allow it to be. This was definitely one of those times. When we're open to seeing the animals that cross our path from another perspective, we can benefit from the spiritual messages they share with us. I already knew what the message of seeing owls was, from my studies of Druid teachings. Owl represents wisdom, detachment, and change. The owl is a totem bird of clairvoyance and astral travel. The veil, which surrounds the normal boundaries of space and time, can be pierced if you allow the energy of owl as ally. Owl is a sacred symbol of the crone aspect and the goddess of death. Owl may trigger an ominous feeling for those who are not comfortable with the energy of death. It's similar to the interpretation of the death archetype in the Tarot, which often scares those who are unfamiliar with what this archetype actually means. It is a signal of change and transformation and is often a positive one. While it may signify a death or a new birth coming, more often than not, this omen is not about physical death. For me, even if it were to signify physical death, this would not cause me any fear. I long ago released any fear of this inevitable time to come in my life, mostly, partly because I know it's far off, and mostly because I know I will welcome it when the time comes. I see the death of my body as a natural progression that will occur when I'm ready to leave this world and go back to a residence in the other world. I knew this owl signal had nothing to do with me leaving this world at this time. It was more of a reminder that the coming changes I was perceiving intuitively and in my dreams were beginning to happen. One of the most important elements in understanding the owl totem is the owl's connection to turning a disadvantage into an advantage. Because of the owl's exceptional hearing, it is able to hunt at night and catch unsuspecting prey. Owl also reminds us of the wisdom of healthy detachment. 
you know, most of us get caught in the trap of taking things that the world and other people do to us personally. Often, difficult events can trigger our sense of injury. Yet, in most cases, what appears to be cruelty from others, our job, or any other area of life, is rarely primarily about hurting us. Decisions that are made by others often have little to do with us. If we're willing to go to more of all place in how we see the world, we can also see when someone triggers a wound in us, we have an opportunity to let go of these wounds or restrictive beliefs. They may be reflecting a shadow part of us in an exaggerated way. Owl is a good reminder to not take this world personally. The idea of turning a disadvantage into an advantage has become much clearer to me as I approach the big 5-0. I recently had my first really bad public scathing review on a popular business review site. Rather than hide this review, I posted it on Facebook. I figured since I've posted my many good reviews, I should not be afraid of giving voice to one of the first really bad ones. The young Virgo woman who posted the negative review was really difficult to work with. She left my office a few months ago, and I told a friend after she left that I wasn't sure if I was really able to help her. She left me feeling uncomfortable. I even burned some sage to clear my home afterwards. She was caught in a victim trap, overly critical with the people in her life and probably with herself as well. This was resulting in frequent rejections in her intimate relationships and friendships. The card suggested this was going to happen again in the near future, and she did not like this information. After her unfavorable review, I was temporarily knocked from the number one position to the number two on the site. Her negative review ended up prompting many other people to post good reviews on the site about me. Even if her review were, even if her review were to slow down my business in any way, which I actually doubt it will, I've been so busy lately that a slight lull would not be such a bad thing. There are so many levels where turning a disadvantage into an advantage can apply that they are simply too numerous to begin to list. This is truly something that I'm comfortably aware of now that I'm older and wiser. My increased ability to connect with the other world has been notable over the years. The owls were reminding me of this. I was also reminded of the shadow side of owl energy, which reminds us that too much detachment could be negative as well. An ability to be discerning is truly an asset, unless it is used as a way of avoiding vulnerability. To be fully alive, we need to be willing to be vulnerable, especially when it comes to relationships and the benefits and risks come from intimacy. Two of the owls got a bit amorous with each other while I was watching them. I found this to be kind of funny. I've been comfortably single for over a decade now. One of the signals of change I have been getting is in this area of my life. A change may be coming. I enjoy the many benefits of being single, but I'm open to allowing a partnership again if it's the right fit. I've been getting glimpses of all kinds of changes coming my way. None of these probable changes worry me. Change from time to time is a good thing. There's a saying in Sussex, that sums up the way I feel about Owl's recent message to me. When Owl whoops at night, expect a fair morrow. When you can trust that any changes coming our way will be beneficial, this is exactly what we experience when they come. I wrote this uh, last month. That was when I had that, the Owl incident back in early uh, August. Um, I want to mention also, too, that I had taught in the beginning, I had made a quote about how... Um, I have been getting uh, free, um, 
free rooms at the local Harris Casino, which is about 35, 40 minutes from me um, in, in a town called Maricopa in the outskirts of Phoenix. Uh, it is connected with the Harris Casino in, in Vegas, by the way. Uh, there's a number of Harris Casinos all over the country, uh, even the world for that matter. Uh, but what has been interesting is I had a side note in my column, uh, and I wrote, because of my math skills and ability to use casino freebies and comps, my average trip this summer has been $56 out of pocket for all my trip expenses. So I've been going. I've been taking these mini vacations once a week, um, hotel room, nice hotel room, my meals. Uh, I have to pay for my cigars that I smoke. Um, gambling for you know six to eleven hours of fun gambling, and uh, all the other little gifties that come with it. And it's been costing me on average uh, fifty-six dollars a trip. Uh, I, I love scoring well at, with mathematics. Anyone who's listened to before knows that. In fact, I've got a book that is just finally finishing up that I'm doing. It's not a metaphysical book. It's called Free Ride, and I will have more information about that, of course, on my website if you follow me on Facebook or get my web column and you know, other things to get information on this. But I'm doing, I wrote a book about three years back, two, three years back, that's finally getting ready to be printed uh, about teaching people how to use casino comps and freebies uh, so that you get more free rides when you go to uh, gamble um, and uh, Vegas and and all other spots all over the, the world if you, if you like to gamble. So anyway, that's a whole side note. But I try to tell people it's not about like using metaphysical magic to win. And a little of that can come into play, but it's mostly practical mathematics. Anyway, so uh, the owl thing was really cool, obviously. Um, I've had quite a few people who read my column and saw this and have said, oh, my God, I've been seeing owls too. And let's talk a little bit about this in some more detail, what the owl represents, um, some of the other archetypes that are connected with it. Um, like all animals that, that surface in our path, we always have to kind of remember that they, of course, have their own life, their own purpose, their own reasons for being. Um, but, of course, if, you, if you're kind of repeatedly seeing an animal, um, you know, in different capacities, it's really cool to kind of, Check to see what that means. Um, and, and let me explain this to you because obviously you can contact me and I can do a session with you and look at what animal totems you have or help you to understand the animals that are surfacing in your path uh, anyway. But listen, if you don't have the money for that or you want to research on your own, uh, listen, guys, all you've got to do is type in the animal um, in, in a Google search or any, you know, any search engine and, and type, like, for instance, you would type in, totem animal uh, owls. Listen, you're going to find tons of websites and information on all of this. So, um, you know, and then you do some research. People are going to have, you'll see common themes. You'll see some disagreement on what it means. But um, it's just really an issue of tuning into this in a, in a different type of a way. Uh, I learned about animal totems many years ago when I bought my first deck of animal totem cards, druid animal cards. I've used them for good, God, now... Like, like, I guess almost 20 years now. In fact, anyone who comes into my office sometimes has to remark at how well-worn and used my books and my oracles are. Classic Taurus Rising individual who will um, hold on to something till the end of time, until uh, it totally falls apart before I replace it. But, you know, you, get, you really get really comfortable with working with these things. So I learned about animal totems a long time ago. I've actually talked about this in some other shows before as well. But I don't think I've really talked a bit about owl in, in any type of detail. So 
Um, let me kind of elaborate a little bit on the owl uh, energy and kind of understanding that. Um, definitely have been getting a lot of messages from birds. I had some themes also with hawks uh, as of recently as well, too, which is very cool. I will probably write about that in the next couple of months in one of my snake oil columns and talk about the meaning of hawk also. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, just going back to what I originally wrote and was talking about, it really was a cool thing, seeing those uh, those owls. Um, I mean, there's, you know, all baby animals, of course, are freaking cute. You know, I mean, that, that alone was amazing. But, I mean, they were so close to me. It was just such an interesting thing to just sort of be sitting there hanging out with owls. And, you know, I had told someone this the other day, and I made them laugh. I said, you know, I've always had this weird ability, I guess, to not only have a very, very kind of calming hand when it comes to people's cats and dogs. Um, when I'm in people's homes, cats and their dogs usually get very comfortable with me quickly, uh, which always people find remarkable. But I, I just grow up in a house with cats and dogs. But I even seem to have this ability, weirdly enough, sometimes with wild animals. Now, I'm not going to approach a tiger or a bear. I'm not an idiot. But with uh, <laughs> the squirrels and I've seen coyotes and deers that have just stood next to me for a while. And, you know, I mean, it's always pretty trippy uh, that, you know, I, I just think that I, I, I know I've got this sort of thing about how I'm not going to hurt them. And I think I convey that to them telepathically. And I'm usually charmed by how beautiful they are. And, you know, so it's always kind of cool. I guess it's just something, it's probably an old soul thing. But uh, it's just something I've always been able to do. In fact, we've got a bunch of feral cats out here that um, we feed. I think I've mentioned this in other shows. We've got them all fixed, though, so I think we're down to six of them. You know, they know feral cats' lifespan is like 3.7 years, so these are like two, three, some of them almost four years old. So, uh, But, you know, some of the other people feed them, but like out of all six, or I think sometimes with one extra one, there was seven, um, they all come up to me, and a good half of them rub up against my leg, and some of them like me to pet them, and some of the people I live here have noticed this, and they're like, you know what, these cats, got to let us feed them, but they won't come up to them the way they come up to you. And I said, yeah, I definitely am the freaking Dr. Doolittle, I guess, a little bit when it comes to animals. <laughs> so I guess I have, I see this quite a bit more. So the owl thing was really, really cool, uh, and I really enjoyed kind of hanging out with them. I've seen owls before out in that area. Uh, but just, again, again, never this completely blatantly up close. So I talked a little bit about that in the piece about turning a disadvantage into advantage, so let's talk a little bit about that in a little bit more depth. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I think this is one of the things about getting older and wiser. I use the example of the difficult review. Um, and, you know, and, and let me even elaborate on that a little bit more because one of the things that, um, when, when this woman wrote that scathing review, you know, my human part got very active to it. It was sort of like, you know, I almost wanted to take some type of an action because it was pretty brutal if you catch it. Um, and, you know, she's telling, she's saying that it, I, I, my, media, my numerology skill was average and my astrology stuff was average. And, and you know, no, it, it's not. I, I've been doing this work since I'm 17, 18 years old and I'm almost 50. Um, those are two areas where I have really exceptional knowledge and talent and a great ability to express it, too. So that was a little, not really. But one of the things that she had said that was kind of interesting to me is she mentioned that um, when she, when I brought up some issue with the relationship she was having, and this is like an actual quote she wrote, she said, he said that my issues with other people 
and in my relationships that were problematic were intrinsically related to what was going on internally with me. What a load of crap, blah, blah, she wrote. So, listen, clearly someone who is clearly detached from the idea that in any way they, are, they create their own reality or affect things or, to me, in a very obvious sense, the card said her next relationship, the current relationship, what's going to work out. I think she's way too critical as a human being. So, obviously, that was kind of the crux of it. And, uh, and, and kind of living a victim way where she's not seeing her. You know, she can get into the all men are bad game. So I got caught in her, her trap with that, too. But, you know, I had said this, too, again, because that part of me was like, you know, I should kind of say something to her or, you know, but I just thought to myself, you know, it, it really, it, maybe it slowed business down a little bit for me at, at best, if at all. Um, and right now that's kind of maybe good. I've been really busy, so I can handle a little bit of a slowdown. Um, but more than anything else, people who are, you know, I, I sometimes I'll get this, people that are coming for readings who are, they just want you to tell them exactly how it's going to go, when it's going to go, when they're going to meet someone, what day they're going to get their new job. Listen, I am, like many readers, I'm very good at, at pulling in information about probable futures. But I always tell people, this, listen, it's a probable future. It's not definitive. I I've picked up things and been completely right on, but been off by four months. Um, listen, we create our experience. If, if you know, if, if in the cards we see, you know, someone who enters in, you know, a new relationship comes in, but you choose to reject it or do something to sabotage it, listen, that's not necessarily going to show up always in the cards. I think that, you know, it's almost the disadvantage, the advantage to it, uh, from a disadvantage to me is if people like that read that and say, oh, clearly she's right, I don't want to work with people like that. You know, I, I just have, you know, I think she was irritated that I was trying to counsel her. And, and, that's, and then she said he doesn't have the degrees to counsel. Uh, so, you know, again, again a, a disadvantage into an advantage. And I think that this happens in so many different areas in our life. Um, that we, we almost kind of sometimes take this for granted that sometimes, again, a disadvantage could actually turn out to be an advantage if we don't continue to necessarily buck up against it. Uh, I, you know, again, I could get into a million details of this, but kind of explain some of that in the piece. I want to move on to some other elements of this. You know, the thing is, what I didn't really mention when I wrote this piece was, again, there often is an association with the owl and death. But... You know, the, it, it's similar to the archetypal card, the death card in the tarot. More often than not, the symbolism of death is just the idea of the ending of one phase in your life and the beginning of another. So it, while to many it can kind of have an ominous feeling to it, we go through this all the time. You, know, you leave high school and go to college, that's a death transition. You, you know, you get married and you're no longer single. You have children, that's a death transition. You know what I mean? We're not talking necessarily about physical death. But here's the kind of interesting thing. I saw those owls and there were a couple of deaths in a very practical sense. Also connected with birth, by the way. Um, my, uh, my, one of my best friends, uh, father-in-law passed very, you know, very suddenly um, and that was uh, definitely uh, an ordeal for them. He was only like 72, so he was not that old. Um, 
And uh, and then another very close friend of mine, her daughter just had a baby, so new life came in. And then there was some things that came up, like with the death of Robin Williams around that time that I thought about, and anyone catching the show, Joan Rivers just died. So there was some, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of detail about this, but there was some death kind of energy that came through. But, and I know I even, I think I mentioned this in the last show with Robin Williams, I know a lot of people were sort of like, oh my God, it was so surprising. And I was like, that he killed himself. And it was like, ah, I don't know about surprising. Sad, but he always did kind of strike me as someone that was struggling with depression. I, I don't think that's, that's not surprising to anybody, um, you know, at that level. Still absolutely sad. But, um, so there were a couple of things that were interconnected with that. But, you know, as usual, one of the things that I, that I try to tell people is get away from the idea that, you know, um, this is associated necessarily with death in that sense. Again, although maybe. Because what really was happening is there have been a lot of changes that have been going on, certainly in my life and for a lot of people around me. Again, as I said, most of them pretty positive. Um, also, you know, that, that kind of ability to tap into, you know, astral travel, clairvoyance, I've been having very enhanced um, uh, out-of-body and lucid dreams and things of that nature. I'm, I was always sort of good at it, but man, am I getting good at it. And also my intuitive abilities just continue to grow. That's been kind of an amazing thing to watch that, that, that continue to evolve. So I can see a lot of this different kind of owl energy coming in. I think also a big part of it is that idea of detachment. You know, I'm, I'm, I, like as with most human beings, you have to work sometimes to overcome the slights, the hurts, the things that people do and develop kind of the wisdom of detachment. And I absolutely have been getting better at that. Although, again, every once in a while something comes up that kind of triggers me that I have to really, really look at that. So I think that's why this totem animal came into my life. Now, you know, on the other hand, one of the things that's sort of kind of interesting about working with animal totems, like with, especially with the cards themselves, like... If you pull a couple of animal totem cards, which is what I usually do for myself every couple of months, I to see what animal totems I have around me at this time, um, or obviously for clients that I do this for, um, sometimes the animals will come up upright and sometimes they'll come up reversed. So the thing is, if an animal comes up reversed, it doesn't mean that it's bad. Uh, it just usually means that you're either overusing or underusing the attribute or energy of that animal, or somehow maybe possibly misperceiving it or not using it in an effective way. So it's actually kind of just like kind of like a signal that you might need to fix some of that. So, you know, the, the owl in its upright position, of course, has to do with what we talked about, tuning into the other world, um, turning a disadvantage into advantages, um, you know, developing your ability to uh, connect with the other world, to understand transitions, to understand there's a signal of positive potential, positive change coming. But reversed, what the owl brings up is the idea that sometimes we can get too detached, which is that we can, you know, almost cut ourselves off from feeling any emotion or feeling uh, almost in a way that becomes um, just the avoidance of vulnerability. Because that's the key with relationship stuff. You know, I had mentioned... This in the piece, I've been very comfortably single for a number of years. I've gone on dates. I've had occasional fun when necessary. <laughs> uh, I'm not a saint, you know, but for a general thumb for over a decade, 
I have been single. And, you know, before that, in my 20s and even early 30s, I definitely could say, like, a lot of people, I was a relationship junkie. Really went from one relationship to the next. I was always, uh, air quote, married, involved with someone in an intimate way, mostly delusionally. But uh, uh, anyway, had a lot of that going on. So I think for the last decade or so, I've actually really almost chosen not to immerse myself into that. Again, still going on dates here and there, had a few little minor relationships that popped up, um, sometimes just going and having a good time and, and pulling that off. I, uh, even though I'll be 50 years old, I still seem to be, uh, quote-unquote, pretty enough to get away with that. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, But I really, in the larger picture, I've, I've not had any, any really intimate, close relationship, you know, a significant other. And I, I really don't take a victim posture on that. I, I've chosen that. But, you know, at another level, I think that there's so many gains that you get from being, you know, in a relationship, but there's also a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work that involves that in that too. So being single can be incredibly appealing. But I kind of think maybe it's time for me to open up to doing that again. And I, I think that the owl is definitely a good kind of signal that way. So we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. I've been getting some signals about that as well in dreams and in other areas. And uh, we'll see what surfaces. Uh, if nothing does, it's, I'm cool with that too. But that's what the kind of the thing is. Sometimes we can almost get too detached. Uh, I always think of that when I think of young people saying, oh, whatever, whatever. Uh, bother me, I don't care, and it's like, oh, well, apparently you really do care. That's just more malarkey that you're trying to act like you don't. But uh, I think for some people, yeah, people sometimes get too detached. They don't want to deal with those matters at all. And I think taking a breather from it can be beneficial, but I think we should be careful about whether we're running from something because we've got hurt and we're afraid of the vulnerability that, that can come into play when we allow that to, to be a part of our life. So that's one of the other things that the, the owl can ever, ever so comfortably or uncomfortably signify when it comes up reverse. Be detached, but don't be so detached that you're not really, really enjoying all the, the you know, again, the, the things in this world that, that can be really pretty magical and, and pretty amazing. Uh, but, yeah, definitely it, it is always a signal of change. Uh, you know, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I went through some changes, and around that time, too, I was driving to breakfast one day, and uh, Sundays, a lot of times, I meet my sister and her husband and another friend of ours, and we go to uh, breakfast on Sunday mornings. It's like our one of our ritual traditions. Um, and uh, I drove a different way in, and I passed a little bit of a wooded area near where I live. And there's not a lot of that, by the way, in Phoenix. So it's not a common commodity. And a huge owl came out and flew right in front of my window. I, I never will forget that. It was like such a dramatic event uh, in that sense. And I've had some really, really cool experiences with, um, with, with, with animals, um, just in a way that, that that's pretty amazing. Uh, there was a, a couple of years back, I was I was talking with a buddy of mine, and, and I was talking about how the frog totem had come up from me, and and frog is associated with healing and medicine, and um, tapping into kind of the weirder elements of life, and you know the message of frog is like sometimes the the uh, the uh, what is it the uh, the frog that you must marry me will turn out to be a prince. There's all kinds of implications connected with the frog. And this is about, I guess, about 10 years ago. And I was talking about it with my buddy, and we decided to go get pizza. 
and we were heading to the pizza place, and uh, we had to stop on a side road because there was a big, huge bullfrog in the middle of the road. And it was awesome that my friend was there, too, because he's like, dude, we're just talking about the frog totem, and there's a bullfrog sitting there. I'm like, dude, I see it, too. So you're not imagining it. Because I know, like, I see stuff like this all the time, and sometimes I think, like, my life is so freaking charmed that I'm a kind of a weirdo. So it's always nice when someone can kind of co-validate <coughs> seeing something like that. So it eventually kind of hopped away. And i got to tell you, if you, know where, if you knew where I lived, you'll understand that seeing big frogs around is not a common thing. I've never, ever seen one again here in Phoenix. So when I grew up in Long Island and New York, I used to see frogs. Um, more water. But um, not so much here in Phoenix, so that was pretty trippy. And another time, I was um, doing my animal totems, and the, one of the totems that came up was the snake. And I let my cat wander outside sometimes, and she was um, out by the pool, which is right, right in front of my stairway. We've got a pool that's pretty close to uh, my stairs, but right in our complex, condo complex. And she was kind of... She was she was in the she was flying around by the pool area and it looked like she was swatting at something in the rocks, and I went out there and it was a freaking snake like a small snake, and I was like again amazing when these things surface uh, at some levels. But I've also had times when it wasn't like a physical animal that came to me. It was like it someone sent me a card with that animal on it, or I, I noticed it in a song, or you know from any other way that it that it kind of came to me. So um, again it the messages can come from, from different angles uh, and different places, but it is really cool to kind of tap into that energy of understanding animal totems because they really do become a part of us in a way, in a very, very useful sense. Um, I've worked with so many different totems that I think, again, now that I'm even mentioning this at the beginning of the show, I think that's why I have this weird rapport with animals. It's like I understand what they're about, what they mean, what their energy is saying to us, and really break it down this way. The animal totems that surface in your life are showing you attributes of yourself at some level that they just have in a pronounced kind of a way. Like, I mean, the most obvious one would be like a dog as an example. People think of a dog as loyal. So the dog totem represents that and many other things, but it represents loyalty. So people that are dog people are often very loyal by nature, sometimes almost to a fault. And that's where it would come up reversed, meaning that they made that energy may be somewhat out of balance. But I am actually doing a, a current special right now for all of September. If anybody um, uh, on my mailing list contacts me, they get $10 off the price of a normal session. Plus, people who get my newsletter also get $5 off my listed prices just because they receive my monthly newsletter. For any animal totem readings, uh, if you're interested in something like that, that can be done by phone. Again, check that out on my website. Um, so, yeah, owls been showing up. Um, things are, are definitely changing. Um, I, I caught this even in my own cards. None of these changes are scary or bad. It really does feel like there are some good changes um, kind of happening. And uh, I'm going with the flow of that. And I will say that to all my listeners, everyone catching the show, yeah, listen, if things are changing, don't always buck up against it. Uh, a lot of times the things that, that change that even scare us a little bit later on prove to be rather beneficial. Uh, you know, the most obvious example of that is like, you know, sometimes people that have issues with their jobs, downsizing, or they lose a job, or relationship ends, or something like that. But you got to trust that, you know, maybe that's happening for a reason. And, and, and let's eliminate the word maybe. It's happening for a reason. 
you know, you know, your higher self and you are creating this. Um, you're not without power. Uh, it can feel traumatic, but often uh, through after a little turmoil, we'll put on even more solid ground or find that we're in a better place after after those changes. So that's a very, very key thing to remember. Um, don't, you know, tr- trust where things are going, even if you don't always understand why it's going in that direction. Okay, I'm actually going to finish up today's show a little early. Uh, i got some things I'm going to go catch and do. Uh, thanks for joining me today. If you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, B-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com. Get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list. Um, get discounts on sessions. Take advantage of specials. Get to read my column, all kinds of good stuff. Once a month email, blind copied. Um, you can also go to jimventer.com if you want any more information on any of the services I offer or get a copy of any of my books as well. Good reading. So uh, thanks for tuning in uh, today, whether you caught the show live or an archive. Appreciate all my listeners. I will be here next week, absolutely, on the 11th. We're turning 9-11 into a good experience. I'll be doing an interview show with Alaric Hutchinson. And uh, he's a pretty cool guy. I think he's an author and a teacher and a, uh, a spiritual counselor and a uh, really uh, amazing guy. So uh, tune into that show. He's going to be doing live halfway through the show. So uh, catch, uh, call in and, and get a little mini read from, from Alaric and see what insight he can offer you. And I'll be doing that in another two weeks on my astrology show. So again, thanks for joining me today, guys. Have an awesome day. Cheers, happy September, happy birthday to all my Virgo friends. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.